Welcome to the Product Takedown, right? Henry Latham will deconstruct the good, the bad, and the ugly of one specific product I've come across each week. By understanding how I see product, my goal is that you start to build a better product mindset and ultimately become a better product leader. This week, we will be looking at... Nomad List. Nomad List is a global community of, quote, people working remotely whilst living around the world, right? otherwise known as digital nomads, right? people that work remotely. It's a highly successful example of the subscription business model done right. right? Nomad List is a one-man business with a very simple custom catalogue of best places to live. So that's the free product, right? the free product you come on and it's got all this information on best places to live, pulling in data from thousands of digital nomads, right? On pricing, security, weather, all of these different factors which aggregate into a, a final score. What's the model? Well, you get free recurring value from the up-to-date suggestions on pl- best places to live. So whenever you're thinking of, of you know, okay, you're digital nomading, you're, you think you're moving on, you've done your, you know, three months summer in Lisbon and you're thinking of heading off to Bali for winter, for example, then you can come onto the site and see where might be a good fit for you. In terms of the upsell, if you want to join then the exclusive community and enjoy some members features, you can pay $30 per month to do so, joining thousands of other digital nomads in that community. Let's have a quick look at sort of how the funnel might work for this kind of business, a, a good strong subscription business based on the data we have available to us. So ultimately, as with every business, we simply need to know is more money coming in than is going out. But specifically with a subscription model, once we actually have paying customers, we want to look at what we call the churn rate, i.e. existing customers who leave at the end of the month plus new customers who churned divided by customers at the beginning of the month. Really, how many people are we keeping in our paid ecosystem from those who were already using it and from those who have just signed up? So say, for example, we start with, you know, looking at some of the math here of, of where we need to get to, to, to be profitable. So we start with the following example. Uh, imagine we have 100 existing subscribers, right? Subscribe paying customers. And there are 20 new customers this month. And we're converting, let's say, 80% of them to, to a paying subscriber. Right? So it's got around 20 new people and we've got 100 existing. If we're losing too many existing customers of that 100, and too many of those new ones, right, of, of the 20 that come in, our total number of subscribers will start to drop, right, basic maths. Now, in this case, because Nomad List is a product that consistently delivers value for people traveling around the world, right, so let's say a digital nomad spends three, four, five years traveling and moving every, every month or every three months, we'd expect the churn to be really, really low and the retention of new users to be really, really high, or they would have just stuck with the free product, right? There's going to be a lot of retention with the free product so that when somebody joins the paid version, we'd expect them to, to get a lot of value from that. So what does that mean for Nomad List as a business? Well, it means that really they're going to have a low churn rate and ultimately a high number of people retained every month. So as those people are paying $30 per month for the subscription, uh, Nomad List likely has actually very high revenue for a small one-person business. Now, let's not look at what we call LTV, so lifetime value. So, although not super relevant, let's say in a bootstrap business, if the founder knows that each customer stays as a member on, you know, for average, on average, sort of three years, let's say, 
right? As, which is, makes sense, right? If someone's digital nomading, they'll probably do it for two, three years, and the company's been running for a while. Then the the owner can work out what we call the LTV, so the lifetime value, i.e., how much money, how much revenue is each paid subscriber going to bring in over their lifetime with the product. So, you know, let's say they're paying thirty dollars a month. That's three hundred and what is it, three hundred and sixty dollars per year. Over three years, they're going to bring in, let's say, $1,000. Now, if you know after three years, okay, right, we know roughly how long everyone stays with this product. We know roughly how much they're worth to us, $1,000. Then you can look at scaling that business up right, with our uh, with acquisition. right? So you could say, okay, well, if we know we're going to make $1,000, we could spend, let's say, $600 in actually acquiring that. On the other side of the equation with Nomad List, sort of thinking about the cost structure here, this kind of business has really low cost. You know, assuming that the business pays like a premium for Slack, right, for that paid community, a couple of development costs in terms of building that, that database of cool places to, you know, where, where to move next, data points on, on uh, security, weather, etc. in all of these places. Um, the The costs are really really low right? you've got a sort of basic app and then a paid uh, slack community potentially so you'd be looking at right bringing in let's say 30 dollars per month you only need let's say a thousand people to make this a really profitable business again because also the churn rate we're expected to be quite low here because of the the excellent consistent free value of the um the where to live application right their main site if we cut away the, all the jargon with the subscription model, right, around LTV and, you know, cat car cost per acquisition and churn and all this other jargon and complexity, then it's really just about focusing on the following numbers. So one, how much is it costing us to get new people in? If low or for free, then then great. How many people can we can we then get to, um, get to our sort of main product page? Two, are there more people staying in the product than leaving? If this number at the end of the month, if our churn rate at the end of the month is going up or down, then that's the thing that really gives us an indication of the health of our our subscription model. And finally, are our costs lower than revenue? If not, we need to change things up immediately. If we're not seeing those that rate of subscription increase, then we're not going to hit profitability. Now, in Nomad List's case, it's an extremely sticky product for a very specific audience, an audience that will get value from it on a monthly basis as they move from city to city, right? I want to connect with new people and get tips and tactics on, on uh, digital nomading. So it's therefore an excellent example of subscription really delivering value to the customer with both the free model and also that paid model uh, and delivering value for the business, right? With a that simple web application that I know the founders built himself backed up by a, uh, really a simple paid Slack community. And that low risk, high value approach is reflected in really high margins, right? high revenue and profit ultimately for this business. Now, final point with this, it's really easy, I think, if you're launching a new product or looking at, uh, you know, improving an existing one to look at subscription, a subscription model and, and, and make predictions off the LTV, right, the lifetime value, because this could be massive in many cases. Um, and in many cases, we might say, well, look, well, we're estimating our lifetime value to be, you know, $5,000 per user, we're just not there yet. And we might need significant investment, uh, whether internal or external, to help reduce our, our cost, to improve the product, to reduce our churn rate, and to get to the point where we can anticipate uh, a lot of revenue over the long term because of a high LTV. 
this is essentially what a company like Netflix has done really successfully, right? If they know, if they can estimate, hey, if we get somebody in, uh, subscribe to Netflix, like they're gonna be there for 10, 20, 30 years potentially, then we can raise a lot of investment. We'll get a lot of buy-in for resources internally to take advantage of the opportunity that we see. Ultimately though, until we get real customers subscribing, any projections around LTV and churn are really are purely hypothetical. It can be quite dangerous for a business to make estimates off these uh, numbers that we simply put out of the air. And this is what we see with the gradual fall of companies like WeWork and massive annual losses made by Uber, right? Because ultimately the LTV is not living up to what might have been predicted, right? They haven't been able to get cost down. They haven't been able to increase spend per, per user. This is why I love using Nomad List as a case study. We use it in the Prod MBA. I'm using it here for the podcast. It's a great small bootstrap business that turns a really good profit by leveraging a great free product with a strong subscription model on top of it. Thank you for listening to the Product Takedown. If you know anybody else that wants to improve their product skill set, then please send the podcast through to them. We'd always appreciate any likes and shares, etc., etc. And if you want to fast track your path to product leader, then why don't you sign up for our free seven day MBA at ProdMBA. So that's prod.mba. And we'll see you for next week's episode.